Command number 36. Do not associate with immorality. The mirror probes deeper. Indulgence in sin may be passive. Participation raises the stakes a little higher. Now the command becomes active, forceful, imperative. Don't even associate with immorality. Turn your back and walk away. Renounce it altogether. It is an all-or-nothing command. You're in or you're out. But what constitutes immorality? If we never associated with sinners, it would be a lonely life. I would have no friends because I am a sinner. Obviously, we enjoy relationship with sinners because that includes us all. Where do we draw the line, then, between sin and immorality? What do we tolerate is the sin of the human condition that stains every one of us and the immorality that will draw us into disobedience. Paul goes so far as to say, shun immorality. What do we do with this command? Do we ignore this command because it is politically incorrect? The principle at root in this series of commands is a simple one. Sin rubs off. Sin is a catchable virus. We catch it from being around it. That's why Paul warns us to stay away from people whose lives are not dedicated to fighting sin, to keep out of situations where sin is the ruling and pervading outlook. Of course, you and I sin. We still have relationship. We're talking about avoiding intentional and purposeful sin. That's different than original sin. The germs of the intentional sin virus are in the air around us. We catch it as easily as a cold. Every seemingly insignificant off-color smile, backbiting comment, tiny untruth, threat of gossip, ethical line crossed, or ridicule of moral virtue are the coughs and sneezes and handshakes by which the virus is constantly assaulting us. Obviously, in this life, we cannot quarantine ourselves entirely from sin. But we tempt fate by making a habit of foolishly exposing ourselves to it. Sin is contagious. Avoiding intentional sin is not judgmentalism, but simple prudence. We must take precautions to avoid the virus. We can, so to speak, keep our hands clean. There's no reason not to fight against it with all the weapons, i.e. the spiritual antibiotics and antiviral medicines and antidotes and health regimens that God makes available in the Christian's medicine cabinet. The simplest weapon is what we remember every day to keep from catching colds. If you don't want to catch a cold, you've got to avoid other people's sneezes. The notion of avoiding sin is probably more repugnant to the world than any other element of the Christian faith. It is not our beliefs themselves that so alienate the world. It is the idea that we take our beliefs seriously and that we have the arrogance to call our beliefs true by an absolute standard. Perhaps what the world finds most odious of all is our audacity to insist that such a thing as sin exists and that some people are living in it and we choose not to associate with them. The world wouldn't mind our beliefs if we never took this stand. 
It is its uncompromising stance against sin that makes the world hate Christianity above all religions, because the world cannot look into the mirror and perceive its own bigotry, judgmentalism, and intolerance. It hates Christians all the more. The world will always be most critical in Christians of its own most glaring blind spots. Jesus won among sinners because he came as a physician to cure their sin. We cannot cure sin. Therefore, we must keep from ingesting the germs from other people's sneezes. We love them. We can hand them a Kleenex. We can encourage them to go to Jesus for healing. But if we don't take precautions, we're going to catch their germs. Do not gratify the desires of the flesh. Immorality, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and the like. Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 and 19 through 21. Do not associate with the sons of disobedience. Ephesians 5, 7. Avoid those who are puffed up with conceit. 1 Timothy 6.4 Men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, slanderers, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding the form of religion, but denying the power of it. Avoid such people, men of corrupt minds. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 2 through 5 and verse 8. Renounce irreligion and worldly passions. Titus 2.12 From the Commands of the Apostles by Michael Phillips Read by Michael Kimball more information on this and similar writings may be found at fatheroftheinklings.com. Visit Amazon to purchase the commands of the Apostles and other books by Michael Phillips.